Hey guys, and welcome back to 90s Girl Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sarah. And I'm Hannah. We're in much better moods this week, so this episode's <laughs> gonna go better than last week. Yes. Although I did, I listened to last week's episode uh, today, and I really liked it. Yeah, it didn't sound that bad. No. We were all right. <laughs> I'm excited for this week, though, because we're back onto, like, just normal, regular topics. So we're just going to talk about growing up and being weird little kids. All right. This week, we are talking about superstitions and um, good luck charms and the weird things that we did because we felt obligated to because, like, our fate depended on it. (laughs) Which there are a lot of things that I feel like our fate was dependent upon oh for sure like it's they're basically rituals yep pretty much like mini rituals yep and you have to do them or else you're dead yeah and i think everybody has these like i texted a couple of my friends to try to get like what if they had any like weird superstitions or like good luck charms or anything and they actually all did and they were different and i just thought it was interesting that these are not universal like they're all unique and different to each person but everyone sees them as something that they absolutely have to do or else you know bad things are going to happen right and they serve the same purpose right 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 yeah that's interesting I think about that a lot actually because I spend a lot of time around young kids and I you know kind of compare and contrast the things that I see them doing that we did and I'm like oh my god that is still around like for example the other day we were walking the students to the bus And the fifth grade class goes before our class. So, like, all the old kids were walking before us. And one of them had a pack of Smarties. And he was, like, you know, smoking Smarties. (laughs) You, like, grind up the – you move the package around and grind up the Smartie on the inside and, like, inhale the powder from it and exhale it. I remember the first time I did that, actually. (laughs) Like, I remember where I was when I learned about that. I remember the first time I did Smarties. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) <laughs> but it it interested me. I was like, how does he even know about that? Yeah. I learned about that in DeKalb County in seventh grade. How do you know about that in Cherokee County in fifth grade? You know what I mean? It makes you wonder, like, do kids in other states and other, you know, like around the world, is that like a global thing? Or is it just a Georgia thing or just an Atlanta thing? Right. Like how do I don't understand how people just know things. Yeah. And like, for example, this whole Among Us craze. Oh, my God. Like, my students are playing it at recess, and other people at other schools, their students are also playing it at recess. But how does everybody just know how to play this game at recess? Wait, do these third graders have cell phones? Uh, They at least play it. They might play it on their parents' phones. But how do they play at recess? They play it in person. That's what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> Like, it's like, it's like tag, pretty much. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand how all these kids at all these different schools just inherently know how to play this game at recess. I didn't realize that it was like, I think you did tell me about this, but I didn't realize that you were talking about in person. Yeah. Like, they they all line up and put their hand behind their back and make me pick the imposters. Oh, my God. And if I tap their hand, then they're the imposter. And then they go and they have, like, designated areas on, we have, like, four different areas that we go to for recess, for, like, socially distanced recess. Yeah. And they have different designated areas at each place that we go for recess that, like, that's where electrical is. That's where, like, med bay and, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, like, Wait, a real thing. But here's the other question. Do So they play online at home? Mm-hmm. That's what's really, really freaks me out about this is that 
I've played that game a couple of times and I'm 28 years old. Like, am I playing this game with eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds? Like, for sure. Uh, yes, you are. That's so weird to me and I hate it. I actually really hate that. Yeah. We need an adults-only game. <laughs> oh, hey, Oscar. <laughs> he is so intrusive. Every time I'm recording this podcast. He just wants to be famous. He's the 90s girl mascot. <laughs> so what's like the oldest weird superstition that you can think of that you do? I think the f- the first one that we were taught as kids was like kissing your hand and touching the ceiling when you run a red light. Mm-hmm. Or Kiss a yellow the car. Light. Kiss the car. Yeah. I don't know where that came from or where that started or anything. Yeah, I don't either. And I do remember, so I, I knew what that was for a long time, but I dated someone in high school who was like adamant about kiss the car. And anytime he would run, he would run a yellow light. He'd be like, Hannah, kiss the car, kiss the car. Like <laughs> we all had to do it in the car and not just like the driver. I think when I first started watching Maya and I started doing that, she was like, if the police pulls you over, can you tell them that you kissed the car? So it's okay. <laughs> and I was like, no, it really doesn't work that way. Nah, that's not going to slide. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like, oh, but officer, I kissed the car. <laughs> it's okay. I kissed the car. I said sorry. I think our mom told us. Maybe she didn't. But for whatever reason, I thought it was, like, God forgiving you for running the light. I do think that she's the one who taught us that. <laughs> um, I vaguely, not maybe not necessarily about God, but I do remember her teaching us the kiss the car thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember it being called that. Like, did she have another name for it? it? There wasn't a name for it. We just went, yeah, there wasn't a name for it. We didn't call it kiss the car. It was just, you just did it. Interesting. Yeah. My oldest memory, besides like the cliche ones, like step on a crack, break your mother's back uh-huh. one. I didn't even write any of those down. I feel like that's, like, the oldest the oldest one that I remember. Uh-huh. Uh, and I feel like a cartoon character, like, played on that. I'm sure. Like, somewhere on TV. But besides that one, I remember um, bread and butter. Oh, yeah. When you're walking. Yeah. Bread and butter is, like, if you are walking um, with someone else, I guess, ideally holding hands, but not necessarily, and you guys come to a place where you're going to be separated by, like, a pole or a railing or something, you say bread and butter. Mm-hmm before you like split off otherwise you like have to go to the same side what is it what happens if you don't so if you don't say it you have to go to the same side i mean you don't have to but i think it's like good luck to say it if you're going to split the walkway i was gonna say like what happens if you say it what happens if you don't yeah it's good luck if you say it yeah okay yeah step on a crack break your mother's back that was a big one because my dad and i used to play jungle gym when we would walk you to school in the morning uh-huh. or when he would walk, walk me to the bus. We would play jungle gym and he would hold my hand and then there were a bunch of cracks in the road and on the sidewalk and he would like pull me back and forth to try to make me step on the crack. <laughs> I actually think about this all the time. Like every time I step on a crack, texting our mom and be like, hey, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I stepped on a crack. Sorry. <laughs> That's something that I still like, I feel like very actively avoid. Yes. One thing that really bothers me about sidewalks, though, is that, like, they're always kind of an odd space apart. Uh-huh. Like, you can't take small steps. You can't take large steps. You can't take normal size steps. You either have to, like, one short, one long. Yeah, you have to kind of, like, shuffle steps so that you don't <laughs> step on the crack. <laughs> yeah, you have to be out of rhythm. What, who? I want to know where that one originated. So I suppose this is when we were supposed to have done research. <laughs> mm, let me Google it. 
Oh my god, Sarah, the origin? Holy shit. What is it? I don't know if I can say this on here. This is terrible. Can you can you clean version it? Um yeah, basically it has very racist origins. Oh my god, they all do. Ugh, that's so disappointing. Like rule of thumb and like master bedroom, all of that stuff. Oh my god, I never thought about master bedroom. Yeah. Okay, um, Step on a Crack is officially canceled. <laughs> I'm going to step on all of them now. So what? what is it? This had something to do with um, interracial marriages. Like, if you step on a crack, basically you'd, you'd marry a person of color and have, like, a black child. So the rhyme for crack was not originally back. Right. Okay, well, can we find out when it changed to that? I really hate this, but there's another belief. Okay, so that's the first one. And then the other explanation that they say is another belief surrounding the superstition is that (laughs) the number of cracks stepped on increases the number of bones your mother would break. (laughs) I would love to see where the research for that is. Yeah, also, it foretold the amount of china dishes that you would break. There's also a belief that the cracks in the ground of pavement led directly to the underworld. Thus, by stepping on them, the evil demons that dwell there would be released and bring bad luck. Okay, that one I can get behind. Let's go with that being the reason. Okay. (laughs) That's awful. Step on a line, you break your father's spine. Step on a what? Step on a line, you'll break your father's spine. Interesting. Step in a ditch, your mother's nose will itch. Step in the dirt, you'll tear your father's shirt. <laughs> These are so lame. For real. Where are you supposed to step? <laughs> okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't know that this... I mean, I wouldn't doubt it based on like the track record of this country, but there's only one, there's only one account here that says the like racist story. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I like the underworld theory. Okay, we'll go with that one. You learn something new every day. Very true. So I have a like a second oldest one on here. Okay. Okay, another one that I really remember from childhood is holding a, your breath when you drove past the graveyard until you saw oh, a house yeah. with, like, a white house with black shutters. Yeah. And I learned that one from you. Okay, yeah, I thought so, because I learned it from my friend in middle school who was a witch. I really, like, wanted to be a witch. Got it. <laughs> Everything's connected. I think about that one all the time. Yeah, me too. I still kind of do that, too. I did it the other day, and there was no <laughs> White House with black shutters, and I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to pass out, so I'm yeah. going to breathe. <laughs> Is it supposed, like, you're not supposed to let the spirits in or something? Um, I don't know, really. Hmm. I don't, like, it doesn't... It's unclear why that's the story or why that's... um, Like, why a white house with black shutters? But coincidentally, there's always, for the most part, a white house with black shutters nearby. It does happen very often. Um, Maybe there's... I wonder if there's a reason for that. Let's see. We're doing the research as we go approach to this episode. (laughs) I also think a lot of these are... I'm kind of being reminded of them as I go, so that's why I don't have anything prepared. Okay, I just found a link that says, hold your breath in other cemetery superstitions. I don't think this is going to explain why there's a lot of white houses with black shutters nearby, but it might 
like help you help us understand there's so many on this (laughs) site i didn't realize that that was like a big thing hold your breath when passing a graveyard so evil or the spirit of someone who has recently died can't enter this doesn't say anything about the white house and black shutters though but white and black was another thing on here like there was a whole section for that a white moth inside a house is trying to get in or a white moth inside the house or trying to get in meets means death if several deaths occur in the same family tie a black ribbon to everything left alive that enters the house what even chickens and dogs this will protect against death spreading further what the hell like tie a ribbon around people anything alive everything left alive in the house (sighs) jeez okay plants noted (laughs) i should tie one around my fig tree (laughs) Right? I was going to say, your fig tree is going to get one, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't see anything about the White House with black shutters. Weird. I mean, it's totally possible that she just made that one up and I adopted it. And Maybe. it stuck. Maybe. Which I think is likely, actually. Yeah, I don't see anything else on here about the White House with black shutters. Interesting. They also add that tucking our thumbs into our fists when passing a cemetery protects our parents. <laughs> what? Well, now I'm going to have to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know anymore. This is a lot to remember. <laughs> I know. One of my favorites that um, Anthony and I do, and I I had done this before, but I didn't really start doing it like a lot until Anthony and I got together, was the wishing on an eyelash. So if either one of us has an eyelash that falls out like onto our cheek, we'll get it and you make a wish on it and you blow it off your finger uh-huh. when you after you make the wish. Yeah. And I like that Maya one. and I do that. I've done that one for a long time. Yeah. Anthony always is like, wait, 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 wait. And, like, we'll grab it. <laughs> it's a big thing for him. Yeah. I wonder where he learned yeah. that. You have to grasp at any opportunity to make a wish that you can. Oh, for sure. So. Um, that kind of brings me into the next one of eleven eleven. I have that written on my list, too. Mm-hmm. I figured you would. Yeah. I. So it started with eleven eleven, and then somehow grew into you make a wish at any double number. Like, if it's one eleven or 222 mm-hmm. or... 1212 or anything like that so i don't do wishes at the other one i just kind of like make a mental note of seeing it they're called angel numbers angel numbers yeah. um and they kind of mean different things but they all also kind of mean the same thing like i don't know there's i was looking up a couple because i kept seeing 555 and 333 last week and i was trying to figure out if that meant anything and it really didn't <laughs> okay <laughs> it just meant like your life is going to change or something like that. Like, they all mean the same thing. Right. I don't ever see, like, the same repeated numbers, but I always see on the clock every morning when I wake up, 547. Weird. And my alarm doesn't start going off until, like, 6 o'clock, so. That's happened to me, too, where I'm, like, for days in a row, I'll wake up without an alarm at the exact same time. It's because of my animals. They're on, like, a very strict schedule. (laughs) Very strict schedule. And if I even deviate for a second, it is the end of the world. 547, ma'am. That's so funny. Also very annoying. (laughs) Oh, my God. So bad. My cats aren't. It's hard to love them sometimes. My cats are pretty chill. And that might be because they sleep in the closet because of Mia. Yeah, maybe. That sounds really bad. (laughs) They like it in there, I think. I don't force them to sleep in the closet. They have their cat tower in there. It's like a walk-in. They've got blankets and, like, comfy places. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they enjoy it. They're okay. It's their haven. But, yeah, I still I still wish at 11-11. And one thing that I've noticed is that... 
a lot of time when I'm like thinking about like prayers and stuff, I kind of think of it in more of like a wish term than like I do praying. too. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, I I don't know how. What's the right way to pray? I don't know. Are you just supposed to chat with God? Are you supposed like Hey God, what's know. up? I don't ever feel like I I only feel like I ever check in when I like need something. <laughs> I feel like it's a pretty uh, one-sided relationship here. <laughs> he gives and gives and gives, and I'm like, that's not enough. Isn't that the whole point of God? I guess. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. So I'm not really, like, a particularly religious person or really, like, Girl, a prayer, but I do pray every single time I'm in a plane and I'm taking off. I have one about a plane on mine, too. Every single time. And it's funny because I'm very specific with how I, like, say it in my head because I'm imagining, like, <laughs> this is so messed up, but I'm imagining God as a genie and... <laughs> like, the loopholes. Right. I'm like, okay, I want to, you know, take off safely and land in my destination and it's like, okay, but what if your plane crashed in your destination? Like, technically you landed. So I'm, like, very, very specific about right. what I say when I'm praying on a plane. <laughs> no, I, I understand. I agree. Mine about planes is that I, like, kiss my hand and touch the outside of the plane when I walk on. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have that same one. Or, like, you have to touch the plane. Yeah, I've definitely heard of that one before. I don't do that. I don't think I've ever done that, but... I think a lot of people, I think that's, like, a pretty common one, especially for people who don't, like, fly that often. Yeah, me. (laughs) Because I think, like, I don't know, flying is, like, a little nerve-wracking. And there was a period of time when I didn't fly for, like, a long time. And then I started flying all the time. So now Uh I'm not as, like, freaked out on them. But I haven't been on a plane in, like, eight months now or so. So I feel like I'm going to be kind of sketchy about it when I do finally get back on for multiple reasons, not just, like, the fear of air travel. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely – I flew twice. I I flew once in May and then in June coming to and from – or going to and coming back from Philadelphia. And I was very stressed that whole time because, you know, there was – the whole covid situation and my first plane was super full ew like there were only a few empty seats and masks hadn't been mandated yet at that point mm-hmm. i got lucky on that flight. yeah i got lucky but i also wore an n95 so yeah the numbers too at that point just like weren't that bad and i just remember how freaked out i was about things back in like april may yeah and now it's like tenfold the like so much worse the number of cases and people have started to get really chill about it again and i'm like uh let's not Hmm. it's all weird i don't like thinking about it (laughs) yeah me either but it's like we have to think about it well that's not true we don't have i want 2020 to just be a fever dream i'm not gonna lie to you and i've said this before on this podcast 2020 really wasn't that bad of a year for me 2020 you yeah i'm really not mad at it i did a lot of personal growth yeah my mental health is in probably the best place that it's been in a really long time Mm -hmm. i think that 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 like goes to show how important it is to just kind of like slow down a little bit absolutely and just take time for yourself yeah i think that that should be if anything becomes the new normal out of this i think it should be that 
I learned how to paint my nails and I finally stopped biting them. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I've stopped biting mine too. Um, just because of sanitary reasons. Like I literally, I wear a mask all day, so I can't put my hand in my mouth for like eight hours. Yeah. All it took was a global freaking pandemic to get me to stop biting my nails. Imagine I know, that. same. <laughs> now I just have to figure out a way to keep them clean. Yeah. My nails always look dirty. Dude, that's what I want to know. Like, does everybody's nails get this dirty? Because I've never had, like, fingernails before. So when they're unpainted, I'm like, ew, what the hell? Is this just me or is everybody like this? Okay, so reply tweet. (laughs) If you're listening to this, let us know. Are your nails (laughs) super dirty? Because mine are. It's like, it's not even dirt. It's like, you know, the fabric from my clothes gets caught under my nails and stuff. Yeah. So... Okay, I have another um, superstition that kind of relates to business for me, and it's really, really frustrating because I can't, like, uphold it all the time. I have another one that I just thought of. Go ahead. So mine is opening an umbrella indoors. Okay, when I asked my friends, one of my friends said this too. So I hate this because I'm a photographer, so I shoot often with, like, translucent, like, reflective umbrellas. For what purpose? It's, like, a diffuser. Okay. One is, like, white, transparent. It's got, like, a black cover, so if you want to reflect it, you put the black on. If you just want it to diffuse and only reflect a little bit, you take the... um, you take the black part off of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have got several, and I use them all the time. That's, like, one of my probably preferred diffuser methods. And I can't, like, I have to, I mean, they're umbrellas. Like, I have to open them indoors. So there's really nothing that I can do because I got to use them for shoots. I wonder if maybe can you rework, like, the handle or something to make it not an umbrella anymore? (laughs) Well, okay, so here's here's where I draw the differential, like, the line. Mm-hmm. It's not used to protect you from rain. <laughs> Therefore, not an umbrella. I will not open a rain umbrella inside, still. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care. I do, it doesn't feel as weird anymore with the um, photography umbrellas because I have to do it so often now, but I will not open a rain umbrella inside. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. And then my last... Oh, wait. I have two two more that I still kind of, like, do. Okay. I'm going to tell mine real, my, one of my last ones that I thought of real quick. Okay. It's, I have to pray. This is another thing about religion. We take communion twice a year max. Like, <laughs> once on Easter if we go to church for Easter and once on Christmas. Yep. And I have to pray before I take communion. Oh, it was another thing. Actually, back when I used to go, ew, this was kind of weird. Why did I do this? <laughs> it was what, It was just one of those things where, like, I felt like if I didn't do this, then I wasn't taking communion right. But, like, back when I was going all the time for, like, acolyting or Sunday school or whatever back when I was younger, I wanted communion to be, like, I wanted to take communion on an empty stomach. <laughs> what? And then I wanted, I had to pray really quick before I took it like i would be like thank you lord for this food and wine or bread and wine or whatever or like thank you lord for this these gifts or foods or whatever the fuck i say and i would say it really fast just in my head before i before i like ate it and i think i might have used to mouth it and someone (laughs) like a kid like a person my age was like did you just whisper to yourself (laughs) it's like i'm fucking praying i'm at church you little shit (laughs) That's so weird. I've never, 
I've never done that. I've never even thought of that. I've never done any of the like church things that you're supposed to do. Like I don't do the thing where you like make the cross with your body. Like I never do that. Oh yeah, I do that. But I don't know why I do it. I just do it because everybody else around me does it. I don't do the like kneel before you walk in the pew thing. That's more of a Catholic thing, but. What? You have to do that? I don't know if you have to, but I see people do it a lot. Or like, you know, bowing at the end of the, uh, at the end of the pew before you go down the aisle. Is that what you mean? Mm. You know, like when you get up, when they dismiss your row and you start walking out and people like curtsy or bow or whatever the fuck, right? When they get to the end. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe. I don't know if it's done inversely or not. They do it at our church. People at our church do it. I used to do that just because I saw everybody else doing it. That's the thing. I think I just do this stuff because everybody else did it. But, like, I don't know why I thought about, like, okay, well, I'm taking, like, a holy sacrament or something like that. I feel like maybe that should be the first thing I ingest on Sunday mornings. Then I'll be more holy. That sounds hella Catholic. (laughs) Well... It sounds like some, like, fear of God guilt that grandma put into your system. I'm saying, I wonder if she told me that. <laughs> and then I thought about it forever. Yeah. As I do. Could be. So my last one, okay, I have two. Um, okay. One is walking under a ladder. Oh, yeah, true. Absolutely will not do that. I don't know what's supposed to happen if you do it, but I will not. And then... Something is seven years of bad luck. That's breaking a mirror. Oh, okay. <laughs> I also have broken a mirror before... Wait, do you remember that one time that we were together and a mirror broke? Yeah. And we, like, frantically did everything, like, in the backyard or whatever. You were supposed to, like, bury it or, like, rinse, like, run water over it, it, spin around counterclockwise three times, like, Uh all this crazy shit. (laughs) Um, I remember, like, frantically Googling what we were supposed to do. Yep. When, okay, what, how old were we when that happened? We were older. You were in college. I was in college? Oh, weird. Yeah. I mean, I think it only gave me a couple years of bad luck then. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you were in high school. I don't know. But you were, you were older. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like our mother will know the answer to that. Maybe. For whatever reason, I feel like it was one of those days when I stayed homesick to hang out. <laughs> those were my favorite days when I was in college. And we used to go to the mall. I was like, I got dumped. Stay home from school with me. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, <laughs> mom. Or I, I have a tummy good. ache. Yeah, you always had some good excuse. I always, but okay, but like, yeah, I did. But like half the time it wasn't because I wanted to stay home. I think that I had really bad anxiety about things. Like if I missed an assignment or something, or if I had a quiz that I didn't feel like I was ready for or something, I would wake up like filled with dread and it would cause me to have really bad stomach aches or I didn't sleep enough the night before. If I don't get enough sleep, I always have stomach aches. And those stomach aches would not go away for a minute. And it was like really hard to function when I had them. Yeah. So while, yes, they were excuses, mom, I promise you I really didn't feel well. And you know that I still have those problems to this day if I don't get enough sleep. So that's on period. We're actually, yesterday was the seven-year anniversary of you staying home um, and going shopping with me after I got dumped. How do you know that? Because it was the same day that I met Anthony. Aww. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so you said... Walking under a ladder, you won't do, mm-hmm. which I don't think anyone would do. If you do, stop doing that. And then what was your last one? Breaking a mirror. Oh, breaking a mirror was on your list? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm trying to think of any other things. I can't sleep with, like, 
a foot sticking out of the blanket. Mm-hmm. All of my limbs have to be tucked in. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, a demon's going to get me. There's that one where when you're taking a shot, you have to tap it on the table and, like, make eye contact with the person or else you're going to have seven years of bad sex. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> one thing that I did um, last year, there were a lot of, like, wedding day superstitions Oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. a lot of them. Like, something True. old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Can't see the bride before she walks down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Um, the sixpence in your shoe. Or the or dos pesos. Dos pesos is what we did. And I think I did most of those. Um, my something old was the necklace that grandma let me wear. Oh, I can't wait to wear that on my wedding day. That necklace is beautiful. Um, I really want it. Like, that's what I want from her. Okay. And I don't know if I'm going to get it, first of all. And second, like, she took that back before the wedding was even over. Yeah, that, that's one of her prized possessions. I think she just, she kept talking about it being, like, meh. Like, she wasn't, she wasn't, like, hyping it up, really. Like, she didn't think I was. It's beautiful. It was the perfect accessory. Yeah. Anyway, so that was something old. Something new was my wedding dress or my shoes or whatever like any number of things anything that was new yeah something borrowed was the hair extensions that i wore oh you also borrowed um something for your sorority ritual uh yeah i didn't wear that um the whole time though i didn't keep that the whole time okay um and then something blue was my shoes that i actually didn't wear for most of the day she didn't wear them going down the aisle. <laughs> oh, no. I was barefoot. I got to the venue. I took my shoes off, and I was like, cool. Did not put them back on all day. Like, I'm pretty sure I went into the hotel barefoot after the wedding. Oh, my God. Like, I straight up did not wear them. That's funny. Oh, shit. Hannah <laughs> just phone hung died. up on me. Oh, my God. Well, shit. Do I keep recording? Okay, so we don't have, like, listener stories this week, but we do have, like, listener input. <laughs> yes. All right, you want to you wanna share? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to just leave everyone nameless just because, but I had one friend who said that um, she tries to say rabbit, rabbit, rabbit on the first day of every month. What? And I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But so she said she doesn't know, like, why her mom just always does it. And then she did say that um, so far this month is the only year that she skipped it. This month is the only year. I think this, this month, month is the only year. That's what she... This month is the only year. I'm reading it verbatim. I don't know what she meant by that. Maybe this was the first month this year or maybe this is the first time. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I think this year she made... Mean- this year is the only month she skipped it. This month is the only. <laughs> She's only this... skipped it once this year, and it was this month. <laughs> good job. And she was like, and this is the only month that's been good, lol. All right, well, stop saying it. I was like, dude, that's so weird. You heard it here first. <laughs> and then, um,. I asked another friend, and she said she didn't really have anything, but she did carry around a rose quartz on every date with her um, now fiancé. She carried it around every time they went out at first. Okay, adding that to mine. I have to go get a freaking rose quartz. (laughs) Yep. Um, And then I had another friend who says that she has lucky bamboo. 
Lucky bamboo. I don't, I think bamboo might be, like, I feel like Chinese people um, and, like, the Chinese culture always has symbols of good luck, you know? Like, that's a thing, right? Yeah, like that cat. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 the little kitty. Mm -hmm. So she has one and just keeps it in water. Girl, I did Vietnamese New Year's one year with a friend of mine when I was younger. Uh-huh. And there were, like, a lot of things that they were supposed to do for the upcoming year. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, actually, I did, too. Um, I didn't do New Year's with her, but I had a Vietnamese friend when I was in kindergarten. And they had the little, um, the little setup with Buddha. And I think it was a little glass of, like, alcohol or something sitting in front of it and there were like incense spots for it I'm gonna have to look this up because I I was obviously six years old I don't remember but (laughs) I just remember thinking what's that and then they had it at you went to her house yeah Aww. she also is the one who taught me what sticking up your middle finger means I used to go to my Vietnamese friend (laughs) she wasn't my I used to go to her house all the time and her pants never knew I was coming (laughs) (laughs) yeah this girl I feel like her sister was the one who, like, took care of her. Yeah. She was the older sister, and she was taking care of her little sister. That's so I mean, obviously not at, like, I will never know, forget age, in but. kindergarten when she, like, held up her middle finger, and she was like, I know what this means. And I was like, oh, what does it mean? She was like, it means fuck you. <laughs> and, like, she just said that so casually, and I was like, okay. Cool. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> There's another one that I just remembered that I learned from the same girl. Uh-huh. And if you feel nauseous to rub down, like, downward on your stomach. Yeah. To make things go one way and rub up on your stomach to throw up. Why would anyone ever rub up? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to have to try that. Maybe some people prefer that. Ew. Ugh. I can't. Yeah. Um, okay. I have two more. So this is one of my friends, and she said... Basically, everything in her life is, like, a superstition or, like, a good luck sort of routine. She said she always does her nightly routine the same way or else she assumes bad things will happen to her. Um, She also doesn't split the pole or walk under ladders, um, which we talked about. She never splits the pole? Yeah. Interesting. Although I feel like we've probably done it together. Ooh, call her out. (laughs) Um, And then she says for good luck, she has lucky flying pig socks that she sometimes wears. Lucky flying pig? What? Yeah, like uh, socks with flying pigs on them. Oh, that's funny. I actually did have a good luck ritual that I participated in when I was in college and later. You still participate in it. I have this, um, like, special perfume from, like, a a, um, MLM-style brand that I got in college, and I used to have, like the best nights every time I wore it Mm -hmm. so I started wearing it like for good luck yeah I forgot about that I thought about that the other day actually because I was gonna use it I did use it you have some yeah I still have mine too I love it yep it just smells really good all luck aside (laughs) and it does make you have good nights Mm -hmm. so Um, and then my last one is she says that she has, like, candle rituals and salt baths, like, spiritual baths and stuff. Although, and then she did say she has a super uh, superstition about blowing out prayer candles. They should never be blown out by your own breath because that's putting an end to it. Like, you're ending, your, that. You're ending it yourself. Like, you're ending... Yeah. So I you're supposed that. to snuff it instead. 
Hmm. Interesting. That doesn't seem like it would make that much of a difference. You're still putting it out either way. Yeah, but maybe like... Maybe it's not your air. Yeah, like it has to do with your breath. Interesting. I like that one. Okay, so on our Instagram, we posted a post calling for listener stories about superstitions, and I reposted that to my personal Instagram story, and uh, my friend Emily replied and sent me hers, and I've talked about her on this podcast before, so I know that she's fine with me saying her name, and I should have asked her more about this first one, because it's kind of weird, but she says she never whistles outside. (laughs) Weird. Yeah, I don't know why she does that one. I don't know why that's... I'll ask her. Um, And then she also says no umbrellas inside. And then she said on New Year's Eve, wherever you're at, at midnight, is where you'll spend a lot of time the next year. (laughs) And I was like, girl, I do not believe that one because I was at a girl's house for New Year's that I I don't think I've talked to since New Year's. (laughs) And I think that I don't I guess that they're saying like that her family is really diligent about where they spend New Year's because they want to be really careful. Like she never is down to go out on new year's because they have to be with their family interesting so i spent new year's at my house and i have spent a great deal of time in my house uh this year so that's interesting (laughs) well i guess it's fitting for you but i've been at i've been at my house for the last couple of new years like my own what do you mean you've been at your house you've only had that house for a year no like at my home like the year before we did midnight at my old apartment interesting and then the year before that i don't remember I feel like I've had really strange New Year's sis. New Year's sis? What would be the plural of that? New Year's with the exclam or with the apostrophe on the outside. Maybe. New Year's Eves. New Year's Eves. Yeah, there you go. I have once oh, last year I went out with a couple of oh, did we didn't even go out. I was at this girl's house. And then the year before that I did it alone. Like, I rang it in alone in bed crying, so that was fun. <laughs> oh, apparently whistling outside, if you whistle outside, it means you'll get no money or be poor. <laughs> Weird. So, <laughs> no whistling outside. Never doing that again. <laughs> and then the year before that for New Year's, I don't even remember. Anyway, I just haven't had, like, I don't ever go out. They're not particularly memorable. No. All right, well, that was a lot to unpack. I know that as soon as we end this recording, I'm going to think of, like, 15 different things that I do that are, like, really weird, but I always do that. We'll write them down, and we'll (laughs) do this part two. Yep. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are so excited to pick back up on regularly scheduled content. If there's any sort of topics from your childhood that you really want to hear about or that you want to share, send us a message and we can incorporate that into our content calendar um, just so that we can feature more listener stories. So just drop us a line on Instagram. You can find us at 90s Girl Podcast with the nine zero. If you prefer email for whatever reason, you can send us an email at hello at 90sgirlpodcast.com. And we do have a website. It's 90sgirlpodcast.com. Just, you know, 90s Girl Podcast all across the board. Not much is going on there. We've said this before, but eventually we will have merch and fun things for you to purchase and look at and other ways to support us. So thank you guys again. If you like this episode, please go rate and review us on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you podcast because that helps us out so much. And yeah, we're just ready to keep this train moving. I was actually thinking about that because 
you said if there's anything that you guys want to hear about we have so many topics that we didn't even touch on because we spent all of october talking about like spooky season stuff oh yeah there's a lot of topics that we discussed like initially when we started this podcast that we haven't even like laid a finger on right so you got a lot of stuff coming for you booskies lots of plans all right guys Uh, As Hannah said, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye!